go. Thank you for listening, everybody. We're back at it again. This is one of my favorite parts of the uh, the night here, and we're burning that midnight oil. So by the time that this comes out, it's going to be around midnight on, uh, you call it Saturday night or Sunday morning, if it's midnight. So we're we're on Saturday, going into I, I don't know who cares who gives a shit. It's Saturday right now, about to be Sunday, but um, I had one of those days where you know you just you wake up with a a ton of oatmeal in your undergarments, I guess, and you, what you do with that oatmeal is up to you. You can let it sit and go stale and be too watery or too thick. Or you can add some cranberry or blueberry or honey, cinnamon, you name it. I guess it's one of those things where like life gives you lemons, you can make lemonade. I like the oatmeal analogy a little bit better because I just made it up on the spot. Uh, Everything was bothering me today. I don't know why. Uh, Didn't get enough sleep. Uh, Had hockey last night. Went to overtime. So we... Stayed a little bit later than anticipated, but um, nonetheless, my friends, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm here, uh, still alive, kicking another day, and uh, we have a good show. We have a good show today. We're going to go over how I was called a racist to my face yesterday at a convenience store. That really did happen. Um, we got some, we got some emails from some people, some roasts, so we'll read some roasts, but other than that, we actually got a, uh, a reply back from the, uh, the stripper story from a couple episodes ago. Someone has their own stripper story and they, uh, they were nice enough to share that with us. So Appreciate everyone for being here. Uh, God bless you if you're if you're religious. If you're not, hello. And um, let's go ahead and get on with it, right? So I'm one of the bad things, man. When you don't get enough sleep and you wake up, like even just being alive pisses me off. Like, every little thing will just bother the shit out of me. And that's where I'm getting at with the oatmeal ordeal. Like, I'll put on a shirt, and the shirt doesn't fit me. It's The shirt hasn't changed. I haven't, I haven't gone from, like, skinny to obese in 24 hours. That's not the case. Um, my nails are agitating me when I pick them. It's, the noise just jacks me around feel like a pinball and a pinball machine just hitting off every nook and cranny uh sleep is important man sleep is the one that gets me if i don't get enough sleep maybe maybe some of you feel the same way but if you don't get enough sleep that's when bad things start to happen man i need my sleep and i know old people don't need sleep they keep telling me this i don't know why they keep telling me this i had like three or four older gentlemen tell me when you get well well listen jay 
When you hit that 55-60 mark, you ain't gonna need sleep. You just wake up at 5 a.m. Maybe they're right. I don't know. I don't believe them. I hope not. That's too long. That's too long to be awake. If I'm up from 5 a.m. till midnight, I have one foot in the casket, baby. Yeah, I'm not going to make it. Um, But let's get into this story about... Because I'm feeling better now. I'm starting to come alive. I'm starting to feel a little better. I want to be in a, a decent headspace before I tell you this story where I was called a racist. A racist. Yeah. So, uh, this was yesterday. I just got in. It was Friday. I just got in riding my motorcycle. I was out for about two hours riding. And when I ride, man, I feel like at the end of a ride, if it's a good ride, I feel tranquil just all over my body. I feel like I don't give a fuck at all. Just feel real good. Nothing can bother me. Nothing. Goddamn bird can shit on my shoulder two times and then a hawk can come down and try to eat my ear. Won't give a fuck. Won't care. Won't bother me. But um, at the end of the motorcycle ride, I came back home and I got into my car and uh, I was going to go meet my ex-wife to go see my kid at their house and I had to go fill up. I had to go to the fueling station. Go put some premium. It's like $5.50 now out here in the great state of Illinois. Singular, not plural. Illinois. And um, couldn't pay outside. The machine kept taking my card and holding on to it and locking it and it wouldn't let me type in my my debit card number to pay for gas so it was like go inside and pay i'm like okay that's not a problem it's a nice day out we'll get some cardio cool so i took the card and i walked on the inside and there was a little bit of a line there's about six people it's a small let me give you a visual this uh this gas station's kind of ghetto it's uh it's a little run down. It was a uh, it's like a Sitco. If that's if you know what a Sitco is, like blue and white. But this place has like a, a giant board on one of the glass windows. Uh, someone must have broke into it. I don't know. It's very small. Maybe like a studio-sized apartment in New York like that. And um so if you're the sixth person in line, you're pretty much at the end of the store by the uh, refrigerators, by the, uh, the Java juices and the, uh, the Pepsi Cola, the Sunkist, and the Barks Root Beers, and the, uh, the Budweiser's, all the above, the, uh, the fishing and tackle gear, uh, the minnows, the leeches. You're way back there. You're way, you're way in the back. So, as we make our way forward, this um, this black gentleman comes in, and you can tell he he looks homeless. He's in raggedy clothes. He's missing some of his teeth. Uh, got a little gray. Some of his hair is shaved. A little gray in it. A little salt and pepper. A little salt and pepper in there. And he had a uh, five dollar bill. And I'll note this: that this gas station is right across the street from the train station. 
So we're moving forward, and he's just kind of standing at the entrance here. And now I am third in line. So there's a person at the checkout window. There's a very tall gentleman in front of me, maybe like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, 300 pounds, giant of a man. I was just like, Jesus, dude, you are a Viking, sir. And then me. And keep in mind, I'm like tranquil. I just got in from this nice ride. I'm looking all just zoned in. Like, I don't give a fuck what's happening. I just want to pay for my gas and get out of my way. And uh, the black gentleman asks the white gentleman in front of me, hey, man, you mind if I uh, cut in front of you, get a pack of cigs? And the dude's like, me? Who, me? Oh, man, you can't ask me. You got to ask the dude behind me. Which was me. And the uh, the black gentleman was kind of like dumbfounded a little bit. But then looked at me and was like, yo, man, what's up? Could I, uh, yo, let me cut in front of you. I got to get a pack of cigarettes and I got to run to the train. Come on, man. And I was just like, I just stared at him for a little bit. I just kind of like stared at him. Because someone told me this one method, man. If, if you like... If you don't believe somebody, and if you just look at them, they'll start getting a little nervous, and they'll start just saying a bunch of random shit, which which he started to do. I st- I just stared at him. He was like, for real, man, for real. I got, l- l- let me cut you. Let me cut you. I got to get these cigarettes. I got to get to my train. And uh, I was like, no, man. No, you got to wait in line. It's going to take like 30 seconds, dude. Just wait in line. And he's like, man, fuck this shit. You kidding me? And then he started, he started walking out. And um, right as he walked out, he's like, you a racist ass motherfucker, white boy. And then he walked out. I was like, damn. Jesus, man. Hit me with the race card. And everyone in line, because there were still about like five or six people. Everyone was like, Jesus, yeah, play that race card, huh? What the fuck was that all about? That's crazy. So I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about anything like racial. I was more like just concerned if the building was gonna collapse and whether or not, like, if I was gonna die if that building collapsed because it looked a little raggedy. And I was just wondering, like, if this, like, I was staring in deep thought. Like, if this building collapses right now, am I going to die right away? Or am I going to be trapped and yelping for help? Like, help! That was what was going on through my mind, man. And then, I like, also if, like, a brick, like a cinder brick hit me in the head, like, that would be a probably a factory reset. And I don't know... If I would be like, hey, can I, uh, can I get 45 on pump four? That's what I was thinking about, man. Just like factory reset. If I got hit in the dome ski by a brick. And then all of a sudden this, this whole shit happens and I got called racist. I think that was the first time I was ever called a racist to my face. But 
I'm more inclined to be called a vampire before a racist because of my skin of how transparent white it is. So I guess like he's right. I'm very white and maybe he just saw like a silhouette of me because I was wearing a hat too. So maybe he saw a silhouette of me and it looked like I was wearing a hood maybe. And he might have thought that I was in the Ku Klux Klan. Like I had just came from a Klux man, a Klux Klan meeting. And that's the reason why I wouldn't let him cut me. Is because it goes against my my faith, being a clan member and all. Because I I am very pale white. So I get that. I don't know, man. I, I I look like the opposite of like when someone drinks too much and gets blacked out. I look like a, uh, we can call it a white on. I look white on. Not blacked out, white on. And um, maybe his wires got crossed. And I apologize for that. That I didn't let you cut me. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that person. I understand that he's a, uh, He's going through a tough time and, you know, I try to just show some love and I try to love everybody as much as I can. But, I mean, there's certain days, man, where I'm just like, sometimes you just got to wait in line, dude. Like, how many times do you, like, why should we all bend over for you? I don't know. I know it's like a small little thing to cut in front of the line and, like, most times I would probably just let people cut in front of me. But when I was just staring at him, there like a bunch of things were going off in my head, man. And there was like a lot of rapid thoughts going through my mind. And I was like, why should I let you cut in front of me? It looks like you do the minimum amount of work. And I know that's being judgmental, but that's what it seems like because he, from his appearance, looked like he was homeless. And this is all just speculation. So perhaps it's wrong on my side, but just the interaction. I had the interaction. So I was, and I live in this town. So I understand what the people look like that are homeless, that like scurvy around this place, this bitch. So I had a feeling that he was homeless. So why should I let you cut in front of me? Why should I reward your poor decisions is kind of where my mind was at. Why should I reward you for the life that you chose for yourself? And I was like, that's how deep I got, right? Like when I stared at him, because before that, it was like, if this building fucking goes down, am I going to die or am I going to be trapped and just being like, oh, 45 on fucking Palm 4, 45 on Palm 4. So, I mean, by no means, man, I didn't mean to, like, I'm not racist. And I know he is probably just out of anger because he didn't get what he wants. And children act like that as well. When they don't get what they want, they say, like, the most vicious shit that will get a reaction. And it didn't get a reaction out of me. But, I mean, I I hope the best for the man. I mean, shit, man. But at a certain point, you got to... I don't know. 
because it's hard to there's just too much that that gets involved with that because my mind wanders all over the place with that and I can't put a like a definitive answer I guess or a label on it like because I don't know what he came from everything was just speculation I don't know if he made all of the wrong decisions to get where he's at or like he really did get a a pretty lousy hand which I'm sure has some part in it but like everything just went sideways and he is a good person and like just people kept shitting on him and now I I don't <sighs> see it's tough man cuz now I just shit on him so now he's going to have a skewed look so it's just like this vicious cycle, man. I think about it way too much. There's so many avenues. But, damn. I just couldn't let him cut in front of me because I felt like I was rewarding him for the bad decisions he's made. And maybe he would, like, I don't know, man, turn turn it around somehow. And now I kind of feel like I'm a fucking parent. <laughs> And that's the thing that no one wants to feel like. It's like turning into their parent. Like, oh, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. I gotta let you figure it out the hard way, Jasper. I gotta let you figure it out the hard way. I don't know. We'll see. Lots more to think about on that, but... um. Yeah, that's going to wrap up that story. That's where we're at. Still inconclusive. Um, I hope he does well. I have a lot of love for the people. I hope he gets better. Um, I tip homeless people all the time. Like, I'll give a, a $10, $20 if they're, like, on the side with the sign. But, um, yeah, just just cutting in front of me. I don't know. And staring at him and seeing what I saw. Just triggered something in me i don't know maybe i'm a psychopath but uh let's go ahead and move on to the uh the other segment thank you for being here thank you for listening to my uh my bad jokes and my stories um if you have any kind of interaction like that go ahead and email the show at the curiosity chamber at gmail.com or call the hotline 847-219-2714. Let me know your interaction. Make me feel a little bit better if you had something similar to that. So moving on, let's go ahead and get into... We'll do uh, Darren from VA, his stripper story first. Let me... uh, Give a little drinky drinky of some water. This uh, this podcast is unofficially sponsored by Ice Mountain. Is what I am drinking here unofficially. So let me take a, uh, a nice little gurgle there. Uh, wet my chops. Ah, god damn, it's good. All right, let me put on my uh, my readers here, and let's get underway, shall we? All right, Darren. Let's see what you got for us, buddy. Stripper story from Darren, VA. All right. 
in college, we took an Indian exchange student who'd never been to a strip club to a fully nude club downtown. This kid's nickname was Lala. Nobody could pronounce his real name properly. Lala was shelling out money insanely and having a great time. All right. Good, good. Good for Lala. Well, when the stripper pulled her G-string forward to give Lala a downward view, we love those views, don't we? He must have thought it was some sort of signal, and when she took her G-string off, ooh, that thing came off. He was in one quick move. Lala pulled his pants down to his ankles and hugged this poor stripper to him as he tried to kiss her on the mouth. We're all screaming incoherently to everyone there, No, Lala! Lala, don't! No! Lala! Etc. Ten people screaming at Lala. That's a good story, man. Anyway, the bouncer, the bouncers came quickly, grabbed him, and punched him. All right. All right. I can see that happening. It's unfortunate. And threw him outside. The music shut off, and the bouncer shouts, Anybody doing the Lala thing needs to get the fuck out now. Well, first and foremost, uh, Darren from VA, appreciate you sharing that. That is a fucking wild story. Uh, yeah, there's a there seems to be a uh, loss in translation there. Um, yeah, imagine being a foreign person, and I don't know what the regulations are overseas, but if you see a woman kind of uh, you know lifting up her g string and showing you the uh, the old monkey there. The old uh, jungle rooster, if you will, if it's not shaved. Um, yeah, that seems pretty inviting. It seems pretty inviting. And uh, my man's quick with it. He was quick with it. He pulled down his pants and uh, got him down to the ankles and was ready to procreate. So I don't know. I don't really have a comment on that. Uh, but Darren, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, goddamn Lala. Moving forward, let's go ahead and get into some roasts. Roast segment tonight. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, first email is from Paul. Nice glasses. Do they come in men's? Love your show. All right, Paul. Oh, that was nice. Okay. Deal with that. He gave me a little roast. We're starting to get like uh, some structure here. It was a roast followed by a nice thing. I appreciate it. Thanks, Paul, for listening. Um, these are actually unisex. And how did you know I was going to be wearing them? So because the first half of the show, I was not wearing them. Probably because you saw an episode. I'm I'm fucking retarded. Because the episode you saw, I was wearing them. Got it. Okay. Um. Next is steering clear PBR7. Is that PBR as in professional bull riding or is that PBR as in Paps Blue Ribbon? We shall never know. If I ever considered going gay, I'll give you a ring because you have some nice women features. Okay. I'd... That was a good one. That was a good one. Because <laughs> if you saw my mom, you'd probably, yeah, you're okay. Moving forward, thank you for uh, thank you for messaging. Steering clear PBR seven, and we have Rabbi Drew. 
I bet your nipples pack a punch bowl worth of milk. Is that is that a Jewish thing or what? I've ne- I've never heard those words mixed together. I bet your nipples pack a punch bowl worth of milk. What is this like an eighth grade dance? Punchbowl. How old are you, Rabbi Drew? Are you really a rabbi? I'm starting to think you're not. Well, thanks for listening to the show anyways. Um, thank you for the comments, everyone. Uh, it, it's good for the soul to get a good roast here. Uh, I think you guys like me since you're listening and um, responding accordingly to what I'm saying. But... Um, that's that. That's the uh, that's the segment for Rose. I like that section. That's nice. I like to hear from the uh, the listeners here. It's very good. But um, there's something I wanna I wanna start doing at the uh, at the end of every month. So it's gonna be on a, a monthly basis, and I want to uh, pay it forward, pretty much. So if you know anyone that's a uh, like a a mom, a dad, a a coworker, a brother a lot lizard, a stripper, since we're on that topic a lot. And you think they're doing the best they can overachieving or just want to do something nice for them. Contact the show 847-219-2714 or hit up the, uh, the email, the curiosity chamber at gmail.com. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll give them a call and uh, we'll send them something nice. I saw Theo Vaughn doing that um, just recently and I thought that was super cool. He does, um, he gives like a thousand bucks to single moms that get, um, nominated and it's not going to be a thousand bucks. I'm not, I'm not rich by any means, but it's, it'll be something nice. It'll be something nice. So if you want to uh, participate in that, let's go ahead and give a call, give an email, let us know who it is. Give like a, a couple sentences on who it is and why. And uh, we'll go ahead and contact them and give them something nice. But um, it's going to be it. It's going to be it for the show, everyone. Appreciate you guys for listening, and all, as always. And uh, Lala, if you're listening out there, uh, keep your pants above your waist. So there's that. Everyone, love you so much. Thank you. Stay well, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>